I'm your host, David Frost. This is my strategic forecast where you get common sense market analysis. Folks, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, February 12, 2019. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. So across the board, it was a pretty big update for the markets. We had what's called a gap and go, and we're going to get more into that in a couple of minutes. We actually discussed it last night. In yesterday's video, we discussed the fact that when it's difficult for a market to get through a resistance area or through a support area on the downside, sometimes the market will gap above or gap below a certain price in order to get through a price it was having trouble with. Well, this morning we had a gap and go situation and we'll talk all about it and where the near term targets are on the upside. Before we get rolling, let me first take a pause, thank everybody for participating, making comments and posts under the video. Please keep up the great work. I love the interaction. I especially love the banter back and forth. In addition, please hit the thumbs up button on the video and also share the video with anyone you think can benefit from this information. For all you day traders out there, it is very difficult to make money intraday in a gap-and-go market because everything is kind of rising together. A rising tide lifts all boats. However, we did find a way to strap on several trades today. We're going to take a look at inside the numbers in a couple of minutes. Let's first address the S&P 500 or the SPY. So here we are at the 200 period moving average. Is the 200 period moving average at this point big time resistance or not big time resistance? And the answer in short is it's not big time resistance because we've already paid a visit. We came up short, we pulled back or we wound up again and now we're on the way back up. So remember last Friday, the market made a low down here very close to the low of the breakup candle just as a refresher. We had a nice reversal intraday finish near the highs. That's a positive. I put out a video over the weekend. We discussed the fact that that was a positive. Yesterday, we come up one penny short of 271.50, making a high of 271.49. We discussed the fact that if a resistance area is difficult, sometimes they'll take care of it by virtue of gapping higher in the morning. This morning, we have a gap higher. We're into the 200 period moving average. We've already paid a visit here. I don't consider this good resistance at all. It can be. It's just certainly less likely in my book to be resistance than it was on the first run up where we actually even came up short. And just as an aside, this is one of the areas where the Elliott Wave guys were saying, hey, that's the end. That's another fifth wave, a truncated this. Uh, this, that, and the other thing, whatever they wanted to call it, that was once again the top for the third time. And I'm saying third time on this rally from December lows. And I'm sorry to rehash the Elliott Wave stuff, but I know that there's a lot of folks out there that end up relying on it because they see somebody say, hey, there's a turn coming because of. But the issue is the because of has 1,900 variations. 
to each their own. If it works for you, keep using it. So where's the market going? The market is obviously going higher. It has been going higher. We've been talking about the fact that the trend remains up. Most didn't want to believe it. I get that. I run into that all the time. Nobody wanted to believe a bottom was coming in December. Nobody wants to believe higher prices were coming when they are. Well, here we are. Higher prices are still coming full steam ahead until the trend is no longer. And the next stop on the upside, the next major area of resistance has to be the high of the breakdown candle. That may be short-lived resistance. There's another area right above that fills a gap, and then there's a pivot top. So in between the area of, let's just say, 278 to 280, 281, there is a mountain of resistance that the market should run into. This is not one of those situations where the market's just going to waltz right through this area and keep going. It doesn't work that way. Over time, they could certainly have another pullback, another correction, another reset, and another liftoff to higher prices. That's possible, but we're not going to just waltz right through $280 like it wasn't even there. However, what I will tell you is the quicker we get there, the more likely that is a stone cold short at minimum for a trade. And let's just make the distinction between a trade and a longer-term swing trade that may be something anticipating a multi-week type of situation. It could turn into that, but at minimum of a reaction, a natural reaction off of that $280 area. The quicker we get there, the larger the reaction should be. So let's say we got there tomorrow, on Thursday, Friday, next Monday, that all is considered short-term as far as we're concerned. We'll see what happens. We'll continue to discuss it every single day until and unless the point which comes that the trend does change and we don't get there and we go in the other direction. Is that possible? Of course it's possible. Right now the trend is higher. The market is calling for higher prices. The trend is your friend until the very end, you have heard that from me over the years, over and over and over again. In addition, a lot of you like to mention, I shouldn't say a lot, some of you like to mention the fact that light volume, and you like to look at the light volume and say it's a warning sign. And let me just make mention, I do post this in the comments when somebody brings up light volume. The volume's been light for 10 years. The volume on the way up from the 2009 low and there was corrections along the way, but the majority of the way higher was on light volume. Obviously, there are exceptions to the rule, but for the most part, the market's been trending higher on light volume. So the fact that we continue to trend higher even from December lows on light volume should be of no surprise to anybody. Let's flip it around a second and say, well, what's the other side? You know, he sounds very bullish. Well, that's a bias. What's the other side? I'm not bullish. I'm bearish. I want to know the downside. I think the market's going to turn around. Well, here's what we'll use. There's two areas. Well, there's more than two areas, but we'll start with today's low. Any daily close below today's low and this up move is taken back and something else is likely developing. So that's item number one. Even hourly closes below today's low. That's a warning sign as well. We shouldn't have any business hourly closes below today's low. At least if the bullish case is to stay alive. 
Then we have the 271.50 that should act as a natural area of support. And then we stair step lower from there. But that's a good start for those that want to know what the downside possibilities or at least support levels are. How about the IWM, my favorite market leading indicator in either direction? What did we discuss yesterday? The IWM was breaking out. It was ahead of everything else, and that was the tell. The IWM and the transports, which we'll get to in a moment, were leading the market higher. How long have I been discussing the fact that the IWM and the transports are the best two leading indicators, and certainly the transports have been a canary in the coal mine for us many, many times. So they don't fail again. The IWM leads the charge. The IWM was up, remember, eight-tenths of 1% yesterday while everything else was flat. If that's not a canary in the coal mine, I don't know what is. It doesn't have to work 100% of the time. But when you see these things work over and over and over again, you have to kind of scratch your head and say, well, they work because they work. And at this point, until proven otherwise, when they don't work, that's the exception to the rule. Now, on a percentage basis, the IWM's actually up less than the spider is. Is that alarming? Is that anything we have to pay attention to? No, it was leading yesterday. Today, there's a little catch-up going on. Still, it's ahead of the game. Look where we're headed. Again, breakdown candle high, this pivot high here. We could even go higher. There's a gap up here, and there's a 200-period moving average up at 158. We don't know exactly which market will top out first? We'll get more clues as we get to some of these areas. Maybe we get a clue from the IWM. Maybe we get a clue from the transports. Maybe the clue comes from the S&P. Whatever it is, we'll see it when we see it. But let the markets elevate while they're elevating. The sign and a signal of a trend change will come in. Time is more important than price. And when time matches up with price... That's something that we have to pay attention to. And I kept saying over and over again, final destination, we're not there yet. There hasn't been the type of reaction from any price whatsoever that would indicate we've seen a final destination. I still stand by that statement. We haven't seen final destination. And just to be clear, when I say final destination, final destination on this rally before a meaningful correction from the December lows to wherever the top becomes. We haven't seen anything close to that yet. Transportation department headed toward the 200 period moving average, headed toward the breakdown candle high, headed toward the gap fill. It all depends how far the transports go will depend on which market's going in which warp speed and which one finds its final destination first and gives us the clue or becomes the canary in the coal mine. Right now, the trend is higher. We have to go with the trend is your friend. The market is calling for higher prices. The first area that will act and should act as a magnet is the 200 period moving average, not that far away. The next magnetic area should be the breakdown candle high so on and so on and so on one of these areas in one of these markets will give us the tell that the market is topping out you have to wait for the tell to tell the story looking over in the financial district what have we been saying we talked about that bottoming tail from friday 
Look at the takeoff from there. The markets are not going to fall apart unless the financials are indicating so. They have not been indicating so. Does this look like everything we just discussed? You can see exactly where we're headed. I say no more. The SMH. This was also a good indicator. The SMH was a good indicator of the tech sector. Same story, same puzzle, slightly different hue, but all the same information. We're headed to destination. We'll see which market gets to its final destination first. There's a gap. There's a breakdown candle high, which is also known as a gap window. We'll see where the SMH wants to top out if it's got more steam on the upside. Right now, the trend is your friend. We've closed again above the 200-period moving average. It's hard to determine or it's hard to interpret that as bearish behavior. It's not bearish until it is. How we doing over inside the numbers? Let's take a look. The commentary is pretty standard operating procedure. Basically, what I'm saying here early in the day is it's a gap higher. We're going to go for the halfway mark, meaning 27.50 in the ES. You can snapshot it yourself and read the information. No surprises. Everything is out in the open. I always give both sides of the market. I give if we get below here, look out for this. As long as we stay above here, this is the likely target. And then we follow it with a midday update. And again, you can read this, take a snapshot. You can pause the video, do whatever you like. No surprises. Everything's out in the open. Let's take a look at what the stocks did. So we had a couple of morning gap trades. These are always a fan favorite. So we had both of them hit their targets. We'll take a look at the charts in a moment. We had shop and we had tap. Then we also have another short list today, stocks on the move. We didn't have a ton of stocks on the move today because it was a gap higher. So when we have a gap higher, there's not a lot of stocks that are trading lower. On a day like today, you want to find stocks that are trading down into support because they're likely to find support as everything else is a rising tide lifting all boats. Today's not the kind of day where you want to try to short the market into strength. The market's rising on light volume. It's bullish. It's in an uptrend. We're gapping higher. We have no signal that anything other than bullishness is going on. So shorting the market is very, very difficult. You're the only one. Everybody else is cheering the market on, a rising market. Everybody's making money. And you don't want to be the guy standing on the don't pass line on the crap table while everybody else is making money. You know they're eventually going to crap out, but how much are you going to have to lose while you wait? Hence, the trend is your friend. So we take a look at a couple of stocks that are trading down in the pre-market, and we found three. These are in addition to the morning gap trades. And out of these three, two of them hit their price target. So we'll take a look. Take two and NKTR. Gilead didn't hit its price objective. So be it. It becomes a no trade. And then we also have index important numbers. You can look at these, decide whether you like the accuracy or not. Put the numbers on your chart, see what happened. These are the ES, the SPY, and crude oil. First one on the board, morning gap trade, shop, Shopify. The stock is gapping down. The stock closes yesterday about 173. The stock is opening down about 10 bucks. In this case, there's two price levels and they're not that far apart. The first one is 162.36 and the second price target was 160.30. 
The stock came up short of the second price target. And what I tell traders is, and it's in the notes under the morning gap trades, when price levels are close together, traders can take a partial position on the first level and add if the second level is triggered. It's a way to mitigate some of the risk. So the second level wasn't filled, but the first one was, and the rest is history. We finished out near the highs of the day at about 175 and change from an entry price of 162.36 right at the opening bell. How do you like them apples? Another morning gap trade was tap. So this one was less exciting. It wasn't as dramatic as shop, but I had to start with that one for effect. Here the price target was $59.16. And here's what you can see out of this chart. Look at the importance of $59.16. Maybe it's 59, maybe it's 59.20. But somewhere in here, the market thinks that price is extremely important. The market found the bottom, rallied off that bottom. It gave you everything you wanted. Gave it to you two ways. It either gave it to you right away by making a high of 59.85. That was the gap trade. That's a scalp trade. But any trader that wants to hold it got paid later on either way. And then what happens? Right into the close, where do we come? $59.19 on close. Somebody thinks that zone down there is pretty important. Take two interactive. These gaming stocks have been in play lately, so here's another. We have a gap lower. 87.75 was the target on the stocks on the move section. You see what happened. Immediately, that's where we found support. Gave you everything you wanted. The stock was over 90 in a matter of minutes. Nobody's perfect. Here's a loser, a crappy trade. It is what it is. We're going to have crappy trades. This one just flat out didn't work. So out of five opportunities, four triggered their target prices and three out of four worked, 75%. And frankly, that's right about right. Sometimes it'll be in the mid-70s. Sometimes it'll be in the mid-80s for a while. But that's about right, 75 to 80%. As crazy as it sounds, that is the expectation. Remember, these are averages. You go on winning streaks, and then all of a sudden you catch a few losers in a row. That's just the way trading works. But if you've been watching these videos, and I've been going over the inside the numbers trades, they're good. The numbers are good. I'm going to skip gold. Nothing going on over there. It's basically the same story as yesterday. But crude oil is on an uptick. You can see we put in somewhat of a tail yesterday, testing down the... Uh, down at the 50 period moving average but it's really just making a sideways consolidation pattern on the daily chart from a long-term perspective so if I flipped over to a weekly chart you know what this would look like right so that's really what this looks like it that's what I see from a visual standpoint when I bring up this chart and here's your weekly chart so I'll show you what I see what happens we'll see but this is what I see I see us trading up toward these moving averages and now, this is what I see starting to develop. Maybe there's a channel that develops down here for a while as we build some energy to make another push higher. Maybe we push higher earlier than later, but that's what I see developing. That's what the weekly chart is indicating. It's a little bit early to make that call, but when I say, when I bring up a chart, I want to let you know, again, you're into my mind, so be careful, but I want to let you know what the first thing my mind or my eye is drawn to. And when I bring up this weekly chart of oil, that's what I was drawn to. I was drawn to a weekly chart that looks like it's building energy to go and challenge into those moving averages. And what? Yes, the breakdown candle high. 
right around $56.5 We've talked about that $57.5 price tag before. We'll talk about it again if I'm right and the market starts to push higher. And that's basically everything I intended to discuss tonight, so I'm going to give it a wrap here. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. My Strategic Forecast is hosted by David Frost. Subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app, and please visit MyStrategicForecast.com for more information. My Strategic Forecast is common sense market analysis. <laughs>